Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host for today's show, and with me as always is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, let's get the show started this week by letting people know that we are going to spend some time talking about the value of where silver and gold stand. We had a very good week. Um, I want to remind people listening that although we talk about gold and silver, there are many questions that come to the forefront when it pertains to value. Is silver a good buy? Is gold a good buy? Well, this show is going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Russia's stockpiling. We're going to spend some time on today's show talking about how to read between the lines. There was an interesting article that was out this week on many websites. We got it from Zero Hedge, and it is reading behind between the lines and global leaders, uh, what it's telling us exactly about the economy. We're going to hear from some very familiar people uh, in this article that are touching base on how they feel the economy is developing and what should be the next step. In addition to that, we're also going to spend some time talking about where we're here at home. What's happening in the Canadian economy? What should we be watching? And how do we use gold and silver as part of our portfolios? So let's get the show started, Jeremy, and we'll do so by just discussing one little thing. Often people will come to our office and they will talk about price. And they may have been thinking about getting in the market. And let's use silver as an example. Maybe they thought about buying in the $16 range. Mm Mm-hmm. And today, as we as we do this show, we're in the $14 range. We're just below $15 an ounce, and uh, value proposition all around, analysts around the world all agree there is not much in the way of disagreement about this being an excellent time for those that want to buy and own these metals. But they will say, well, I was going to buy at 16 and now it's 14 What if it goes to 8 And to that, I think we want to introduce the idea of what people or countries around the world have as perception of value. And in particular, we want to cite what Russia is doing right now as they stockpile gold behind the scenes. Yeah. So, you know, I think what we're, Russia in this example is one of those cases of looking at a large entity that's making a savvy play on the current price of the metals. And you're right, Darren, a lot of people will look at the price day to day and make a decision based on make a decision to buy or sell based on just what they're seeing on on the ticker, just what they're seeing on that chart moving up and down. And I always uh, mentioned and actually we've had people like that on the show (laughs) where they say, look, if it goes down to this, I'd sell. If it goes up to this price, I'd buy. And um, I've actually had issue with those type of interviews in the past because I don't think they make good gold and silver owners. Uh, Gold and silver does their job long term. It's not a short term, let's buy today and why hasn't it worked for me by tomorrow? It works its way. It helps your portfolio long term. And we'll discuss that in the next segment when we're talking about inflation. But we are seeing the savvy buyers come into the to the market at lower prices, taking advantage. This is very different for this industry than it was 10 years ago when the price of silver went down in 2008, where we saw a low of about $8. People were panicked at $8. They were freaking out. They were jumping ship out of this market. There was a few people here and there who said, whoa, if the price just went down here, something major has happened and I better get my hands on as much as possible. 
today, when the price comes down, you see savvy people making a move into the market. They're saying, you know what? I've watched this for a long time. It's obviously still much higher today than it was 10 years ago. This looks like a good entry point. And oh, by the way, stock market's really high. Real estate's really high. I've made money in, in different markets. And now I'm looking to protect my wealth. In Russia, one of the big reasons they're accumulating gold is because with the sanctions on them from the United States, they need some form of money that doesn't require the SWIFT code system. Um, in fact, Germany came out this week and said, we need a system that doesn't use U.S. dollars. So that's a very interesting proclamation to be making. But in Russia, they are adding to their stockpiles left, right, and center. They sold off a bunch of U.S. treasuries recently. Uh, I believe they sold off most of them at this point, and they've continued to accumulate gold. The big question, Darren, is how do they accumulate gold such a at such a large rate without the price rising significantly how are they doing this where it's not affecting the real market or the price the paper price of the market i should say well let's first let's first preface that by saying in july that they added 26.1 tons of gold to their stockpile now is this significant well here's a point that you can ponder as to whether or not it might be russia bullion holdings are now approaching the soviet peak of 2800 tons which was seen in 1941. Over the last decade, the country's share of gold in reserves have soared tenfold. And they've continued during that time, as you've said clearly many a times, Jeremy, reducing the amount of holdings they have of U.S. treasuries. It's lowered its holdings of U.S. debt from $96.1 billion in March to just $14.9 billion in the current month. So this is a huge change. It's significant. And to ask that question is a question that we frequently get asked. How can a person or a country or a big company buy up gold or silver and the price not change? Well, in reality, folks, the price setting mechanism for both gold and silver is found out of the futures market. It's predominantly a paper market. It's just the way it is, folks. You'll find that the spot price is derived from paper. And as you shake that page, we can hear it. It means nothing when you drop it on the floor. As we've done in many times in many seminars, you hear nothing. But when you drop a piece of silver, you hear a clunk. It's real money, folks. It's the difference that we talk about on every weekly show. Now, when gold is added to a person's portfolio, generally speaking, somebody from Guildhall, they're buying what we bought from suppliers. That isn't coming from the futures market where price on paper is affected. You see, the world needs a pricing mechanism. They need a place where you can point and say, what is the prevailing price of silver or gold right now as we speak? That is the agreed upon spot price. And that spot price is derived out of the paper market called the futures market where buyers and sellers exchange contracts on paper that in gold and silver in particular, are very rarely, if ever, realized, meaning the actual delivery of metal very rarely ever happens. In fact, in the silver market, if as much as 50% on a monthly basis of the silver that is bought on paper was delivered, it would bankrupt the entire system. They wouldn't be able to fill the order. And already we've talked about on the show various things that are happening, but as it relates to gold in Russia, yep. Russia's buying gold and they're probably getting it through national resources. So they're adding up tonnage 
in unrefined product going and sending it to their own refineries because their breakdown in tonnage doesn't tell us whether it's Royal Canadian Mint Gold, whether it's PAMP, whether it's coming out of Switzerland, uh, the U.S. It doesn't tell us any of that. It just tells us 26.1 tons, and that could be uh, very raw gold, which they refine themselves and put into, let's say, 100-ounce or 400-ounce bars. That happens around the world, and that also translates right down into the individual buyer. You buying product out of the market merely takes that ounce away from somebody else. So in the short term, no price impact immediately on that day or that week Mm -hmm. or that month, but in the long term, those are ounces that can never be acquired by anyone else around the world again. And when we're looking at above-ground inventories of gold, they don't include Russia or China. Correct. So if if Russia is mining gold and taking it away from the mine and at, using that gold to create uh, the physical product and then bank it essentially, then that would also be product that doesn't make its way into the system, can't make its way onto the comics, and can't affect the price in any way. So we can see how they could increase their holdings without the price being affected. One thing we have seen consistently over the last couple years in this market, which is, uh, I think, a testament to the savviness of people um, who are not paying attention to the to the mainstream media, but are paying attention to their own personal economies and their own portfolios, is that when we see pullbacks in precious metals like we have in the last few weeks on gold and silver, the physical supply does dry up. And what we noticed last week is one of our major suppliers out of Europe was telling us that they were basically out of product at this point. And we've noticed that our usual wholesaler of physical product is now delaying shipments uh, by at least a week uh, in order to fill those orders. So what we do at Guildhall is obviously we maintain an inventory so that this is something we we don't have to concern ourselves with. In other words, clients aren't coming to Guildhall buying the product and then we ship it to them a week or two later. Everything has to be for immediate delivery. So we have our own stock supply. And in fact, we we just brought in a massive order of of maples, uh, monster boxes. So um, we're doing okay in terms of filling our orders. If a massive entity like Russia or just uh, you know, um, you a, know a, bank? Few, a few million dollars worth of product in one shot, nope. that would be a problem. <laughs> get, a problem. In, get in line. And so I think of ultimately where this is heading, Darren, um, and I'm sure you agree, is there's a difference between the paper price and the physical reality. As Warren Buffett has said, price is what you pay and value is what you get. People are recognizing the value. And at some point here there is going to be a major break in the market. And uh, we'll, let's talk about that more in the next segment. We will. If you want to get into the market, folks, first off, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver That's one eight seven seven eight silver Go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. There's plenty of information there and a chance for you to request a free investor's package, which will include information on gold and silver buying and the various types of accounts that we offer. We'll talk more about how to get into this market and what the impact of these economic changes and what central banks are doing more so in the second segment, as well as what Jeremy just mentioned, which is the take that different people have on where the world economy is, in particular the U.S. economy, which matters greatly to us here in Canada and what Canada is feeling in terms of economic growth right now and what inflation is saying about 
the potential growth of our economy. We'll talk about that much, much more when we come back here on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Darren Long, and with me today is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Now, Jeremy, in the first segment, we touched base on a couple of different points, but in particular, talking about Russia's appetite for gold right now, given the fact that behind the scenes, there's a lot happening that is pointing to a breakdown in economic certainty moving forward. We don't know when it'll happen. We don't know what the stock markets are going to tell us, but we do know that this is a 10-year bull, one of the longest we've experienced in a very, very long time. And uh, it's going to break. Yeah. And I I, I think that a lot of it is going to all come down to the debts, you know, that people of entities, countries, businesses, corporations, et cetera, uh, personal, um, personal debt. Everyone and, and anyone has borrowed money over the last decade at a super low interest rate. And loans are coming due as the Fed is raising interest rates, as the dollar is getting stronger, and potentially the currency that you're paying it back in is getting weaker, which all adds up to having to pay back debts at a much, much, much higher rate. It's basically like saying, you know, you borrowed it 2% on your credit card and now it's popped up to 18, but the factors including in that is the fact that your currency has fallen and the other currency has gone up. So, um, you know, uh, I have to pay back my credit card in British pounds. Right, And I have to make that exchange every week when I'm trying to pay it back. So this is a problem worldwide. It's a problem that's gonna that is going to affect the system at some point. And I think the entities around the world when we're looking at global political uh, geopolitical issues, is you see this moving pieces around the board. You see China accumulating, you see Russia accumulating, you see them dumping US debt and saying, you know what? Eventually, the system is going to change, and he who has the gold makes the rules. Well, I mean, again, and you're, and it's now blatant. Before we might have guessed, or before we might have estimated what the thought process was with a country buying gold, adding gold, because maybe they didn't have somebody speaking out in the public. Well, here in Russia's case, they do. The central bank is clarifying that the plan to stockpile gold is a part of the strategy of diversifying the country's reserves and moving away from the U.S. dollar. Uh, there was a Pravda report that came out as part of a couple articles we were researching this week, and we'll probably include this in our weekly newsletter, saying that Russia cut its investments in the U.S. public debt, getting rid of the most of its U.S. Treasury bonds in one foul swoop. Mm-hmm. So this is happening, folks. This isn't a question of will it happen or what are the reasons behind it. It's already full swing. It's happening. The East is accumulating on the expectation that the U.S. dollar at some point will break down. And, and one, I would just add one last thing, that in this example, and, and this example of Russia can happen in your own personal portfolio, which is, what are they doing? They're dumping a currency for real money. Mm-hmm. Why is gold real money versus a currency? A currency is a unit of exchange. Can gold be a unit of exchange? Yes, it can. It's not in the system. Um, you know, some would say, well, there's not enough of it. There's always enough of it. You just revalue it to a much higher price. And then you can, it's divisible down to, you know, one gram. So, but besides that, it, it is a store of value. A currency is not a store of value. So why would Russia or you, as your own in, 
a controller of your own portfolio and your own reserves, why would you choose gold over the U.S. dollar? Well, because the U.S. dollar is losing value consistently. They're printing money. There was quantitative easing. There was the the balance sheet on the Fed. The unbalanced right? sheet on the Fed. <laughs> yeah, which they don't record the, the, the stats on anymore. And you know that the government just gonna, doesn't have the discipline to, or the Federal Reserve doesn't have the discipline to stop printing. So where is that currency going? Where is the value in that currency? If you had a printing press in your backyard, would you use it? Of course you would. We've all heard the story of the goose that laid the golden egg. But when it comes to gold, you can't just do that. It, it, it is a store of value. Once you pull it out of the ground, you, you acquire it. That is your hard-earned dollar stored into that asset. It can be a currency, but it is money because it is a store of value. So Russia is, is converting currency for a store of value. That's what we're discussing here today. That's what I'm doing with my portfolio. I know that's what you're doing with your portfolio, Darren. And we're seeing every every day, we're seeing more and more Canadians doing it with their portfolio. Like our good friend Gerald Salente always says, be your own central bank. And that is really good advice, to be honest with you. That's the way we treat these markets. And folks, going forward, it's not so much that we're looking towards Russia or China or any of these other Eastern entities and saying, hey, they know what's going to happen. It's that we're listening to other people as well. And in doing so, we can't help but note the way other people are reacting. Now, there was an article out this week uh, on several websites. We got it from Zero Hedge. And the title of that article was Snyder, Read Between the Lines and Global Leaders Are Telling Us Exactly What Is Coming. Now, before we get there, folks, if you are thinking about getting yourself some insurance, adding some wealth to your portfolio in the form of gold and silver, call the number one eight seven seven eight silver and ask the questions that need to be answered for you yourself personally. We have a very personalized system. We love speaking with our public that are listening and want to invest. We love answering questions for you. The website does help you as well, guildhallwealth.com. You can go there. You have the ability to open up several different types of accounts. Let us share all of that information with you so that you can be up to speed on your wealth and what might be best for you and your family going forward. And we know that there is a difference now in 2018 than in the times of past because in 2008 or nine, for every couple of buyers, there'd be a seller when the price pulled back. There'd be a tremendous amount of emotion and worry and uncertainty about where the price is going. And people wouldn't be focused on, well, that's value. Let's buy it. They were focused on, well, how low can it go? And now in 2018, we're getting one, maybe two sellers for every hundred buyers. We're not talking about that same worry. The mentality has changed, Jeremy. So when it comes to buying, I mean, using our own examples, what are you seeing? Who's buying? Yeah, so what we're seeing are people who have been watching the market for a while and they're saying, you know, I've been following this for a few years and, and yeah, you know, I, I, I think this is the dip that I'm, I've been waiting for. I think this is my entry point to get involved in the market. And I think part of that is, is this idea that gold and silver have never been, you know, in a bubble. They've never collapsed to zero. They can't go to zero uh, unless you can turn water into wine and lead into gold. They can't go to zero. There, there's no counterparty risk there, and it's a, a hard asset. Bury an ounce of gold for uh, a millennia, pull it out. It's exactly what it was. What we're seeing are people who are recognizing that, hey, um, 
the global uh, financial crisis, no one went to jail. No one, no one was reprimanded for their, for their judgment, for their actions. And now we're in this bubble that's massively bigger. And what's going to happen next? And hey, you know, we've done well in in this market and that market on the way up, but things can't go up forever. So we're seeing this. Hey, time to position. Time to get a little defensive here. When we look at the numbers in the market and and all of the uh, community of precious metals, we can see the numbers and we can say, look, it it never gets to look better than this. This is the absolute point you want to get involved. Low risk, low premium. This is the entry point that you're looking for because when the prices go uh, do a moonshoot, when they go crazy high, that's where the premiums go higher, right? That's where availability of product disappears. So I think people are getting that understanding and they're saying, you know what? Time to get that position now. All right. This Zero Hedge article is interesting because, again, it says, read between the lines and global leaders are telling us exactly what is coming. Now, without going into the entire article, there are three very succinct points that are being made from this article. It's a cross-section of what is happening in the world economy. The first one deals with a person that many people know. And folks, whether you love or hate Mark Cuban, he is a billionaire for a reason. And if you've seen him on the Shark Tank or you've seen him on other various things, you know he's a sports owner. You don't get that way by not taking the right amount of steps and risk in your portfolio. He says in this particular article... I've got, this is a quotation directly from the article, I've got a whole lot of cash on the sidelines, end quote. And the translation that the article says is, I believe that the stock market is about to crash. Well, like the article says, Mark Cuban is not stupid. And like Warren Buffett, he is sitting on giant piles of cash as he waits for stock valuations to return to their long-term averages. And when something happens, Cuban insists that he is, in quotes, ready, willing, and able to make some bold moves. What does that tell us, Jeremy, right off the bat? If billionaires are already jumping ship and already saying, I'm putting cash and other various assets on the sidelines in preparation for that big change. And again, I think a lot of that goes to the debt. We know that low debt meant that corporations could buy back their own stock, push push valuations up, and, and hey, let the wash, rinse, repeat cycle go on. But I think at some point, the music stops, you better have a chair, and people like Mark Cuban are, are preparing by having lots of cash on the side. Um, so this is uh, one example. Another example in this article is Deutsche Bank, um, that there's a quote that we need our employees to, quote, take every opportunity to rest- restrict non-essential travel in order to cut costs. And uh, the translation from Schneider is, we're on the verge of collapse and we have got to save every single penny that we can right now, <laughs> which is so true of these entities. You know, sometimes we look around and we say, if you're a business owner listening to this right now, congratulations, you are probably more solvent than Deutsche Bank at this point. So um, their days are numbered. Their days are numbered. And what is that going to cause? What is that domino effect going to look like if a if a massive bank, massive, if a massive bank like Deutsche Bank goes out of business or or has to be bailed out? Well, I feel for the German people that are going to have to bail that out. Again, what are the consequences of these type of things? When you borrow and borrow and borrow and make bad decisions after bad decisions, at some point, you're going to have to pay the piper. And this is another reason that we're seeing people get involved in gold and why we encourage those that are new to the show to to go to our website and learn more about this market. Keep listening to the show and find out the reasons why you should have some physical bullion in your portfolio. And I think right now, 
You look at the the Deutsche Bank situation, you see what the smart money is doing with Mark Cuban, and you say, time to get out of the stock market, time to get some physical product in my portfolio today. Whether it's in a depository stored through Guildhall Wealth Management, whether you want to take it home, whether you'd like to use allocated financing, which we haven't discussed and we will in the next segment, or perhaps you'd be interested in opening up and putting some metals into your RRSP or your TFSA, we can help you with that at Guildhall Wealth Management, and we're happy to do so, folks. It's just a phone call away. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. There you can find and request information on these markets, and we'll be happy to get back to you as soon as we can. In the third segment, we're going to talk more about these opinions of the world markets and perhaps a little bit more about the impact of, of global change from an economic standpoint on Canada, and in particular, gas prices, because I know that that hits a particular nerve with most Canadians. That and much, much more on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome once again to the third segment of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We appreciate you standing pat while that small little bit of commercial break occurred and we were talking in the last segment Jeremy I mean it blows me away that sometimes we just are the last to catch on to things but it's human nature we want to believe in the path we're taking we want to uh, be reassured by the decisions we've made and we don't like to admit when we're wrong but the fact is that when you look at what people are doing and how they're interacting and what the world is you're, saying about the economy, you have to admit. You're so right, Darren. I, I was thinking about that yesterday. It would be so much easier, wouldn't it, if we could just believe everything they told us on TV and believed every single politician and everyone just, we did what everyone told us to do and we became a billionaire as a result or a millionaire as a result or lived a very comfortable life as a result. But you have to do your own due diligence and you have to do your own research. That is life. And you know what? Those people make the best gold investors because they've done their research. They've read a book or two, right? They, they've, they've read Confessions of an Economic Hitman or they've read, um, you know, Mike Maloney's book on gold and silver or Peter Schiff's book or, um, you know, Jim Rickard's book. There's lots of books out there that explain the things that we explain every day. We put them into a context of of a weekly, uh, weekly show and weekly news, but you know these are fundamentals in in the market and reasons to own gold. Gold is not uh, let's buy it today and we're going to sell it next week. Market. If 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 you're a trader, you like fast money and you have all the answers. This is never going to be for you. It's just not for you. This is for a long-term investment where you're going to make the gains. It's going to protect your wealth. We're going to show you in the last segment specifically how gold protects against inflation long-term. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom the website. Jeremy, the article we were referencing in the second segment from Zero Hedge on reading between the lines and what billionaires like Mark Cuban and uh, problems that Deutsche Bank are facing, what's going on in this world also points out another particular interesting dilemma, which is another country in the European Union, in Italy, which is having a big problem. And the article goes on to say, in this day and age, we are trained to be optimistic, and that can be a good thing. But there comes a point when blind optimism causes us to lose touch with reality, and many believe that we have already crossed that threshold. Italy is a particular interesting case in point, because when I hear of Italy spoken about in the public, Generally speaking, it's revolving around tourism of some sort and that 
they love the culture of the people in Italy. But folks, I'll tell you, they're having a hard time there in Italy. And this article points out just another problem that is being experienced by a European country with sovereign debt and so forth. The Italian cabinet undersecretary Giancarlo Giorgetti said this week, I hope that the quantitative easing program will go forward. This article, according to Snyder, translates, if the ECB does not buy our bonds, the Italian financial system is toast. Now, this comes on the heel of many of things that have been said about the Italian economy, but understand as much as 28% of current debt in Italy is reportedly on the verge of being worth nothing, not going to be reclaimable. In other words, completely written off debt. When that happens to any country, that is a real problem. How how many plates can keep spinning, right? How do you keep them all going? How much can you sweep under the rug before you actually have to start dealing with it? And I, I feel like we're at a point where any domino could be the one. You know, last week we talked about Turkey and all of a sudden it's it doesn't it's off the news cycle. It doesn't matter, but it does matter because the debt didn't go away and the debt still has to be paid back at some point and the emergence emerging economies still have a major issue. I think this article um, really points out that don't forget that Bernanke said everything was fine, that the housing market was contained. This was right before the major recession hit right before the major economic collapse hit. And so, you know, we want to be trusting, we want to live in a bubble, but we don't always do that. And living, having one foot in reality and having some physical product in your portfolio is important. And that's something that we do at Guildhall. In, in doing that at Guildhall, we also help people to get more educated about their wealth. And another feature of what we offer at Guildhall Wealth is the natural fancy color diamonds that we have as investments in hard assets along the exact same lines as gold and silver. And to get to know this, folks, it's one of those things that in your lifetime, you'll be happy you did because many of people have walked away with investments in natural fancy color diamonds over the years and are continually coming back to us and saying, we're so happy we made that decision. Jeremy, why is, and and explain this in a layman's way so that our investors understand and they get excited like we do about this. Why is there such a passion about natural fancy color diamonds now? What is it about the, the increase in transparency or the ability for everybody to grab hold of this and actually get some of this in their portfolio that's exciting people? Well, I think there's been there's been a lot of things that have happened over the last few years that have really helped put a, a, a spotlight onto natural fancy colored diamonds. For one, I think that the fashion industry has moved towards you. You saw some some celebrities getting into the market um, with massive colored diamonds. They and as opposed to the white diamonds, they do express more individuality as a result of just having color. I think in that case, from a fashion standpoint, you know, you think of when you think of lots of white diamonds, you think of Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor. But that was the 50s, you know, so things have and so things have changed a lot. And I think I think that uh, fashion and jewelry, they're looking for something more dynamic, looking for something more interesting and, ex- and more expressive and colored diamonds have done that. At the same time, for every 10,000 white diamonds out there, there's only one colored diamond and that doesn't make it an investment grade. It just means there's something different there. Now to get up to 
the type of quality that we have at Guildhall, you're looking at one-tenth of one percent of those colored diamonds. So once you understand just how rare these assets are, you start to say, wait a minute, you mean I can invest in luxury? Yeah, that's nothing new. People have been doing that forever. You see people buying, you know, let's talk about Marilyn Monroe and and Elizabeth Taylor. first. You see people buying their clothes at auctions, right? You see people buying vintage cars, art, wine. You know, buying hard assets can be an incredible investment. Not every investment has to be on the stock market, right? Not everything has to be in that sense. And outside of the stock market, these type of investments, what's great about them, there's no futures market. No, there's no one shorting wine. You know, there's no one shorting a colored diamond. You, you own it. That's it. It's an asset you own. Um, and I think that's what's made this market very dynamic. And the fact that there's such a rare, uh, there's such a, a, a small amount of these diamonds out there that the demand for them is always built in, built into the system in that regard. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website and go there folks, because that's where you'll see these natural fancy colored diamonds. And we have been as of late really focused on in particular the Argyle pinks. And uh, because for good reason, these particular diamonds are really doing a tremendous service to all colored diamonds as one of the largest mines, the Argyle diamond mine in Western Australia comes to a, I guess, storied end. The fable that once was the beginning of a beautiful partnership between investors and this mine in Australia is slowly now starting to dwindle down and we are about to lose some 80 to 90% of the supply of pink diamonds that the world gets on a yearly basis. Now, folks, that's a champagne glass worth of diamonds. Don't go thinking that this is piles and piles and piles and, and don't think that this is also like whites or hoarded or anything like that. Pink diamonds as small as something that can fit right in the dead center of your palm could be worth more than the house you live in. And that's the type of wealth that is portable, transportable, however you want to look at it, in what we offer. And in three to five years, 10 to 15 years, 20 to 30 years, you'll look out on that horizon and you will have something that you invested in that could well protect your family to the extent that you've been made a millionaire by that purchase. So this is the kind of asset that we want to share with our clients. We want you to be successful as an investor and owning one of these natural fancy colored diamonds is a distinct way to set yourself apart from the rest of the crowd. And just before we go to break, I just want to share a quick little story, Darren, uh, which is I was uh, a couple times this week, I was showing some clients the difference uh, between different VS quality diamonds. You know, just because a a GIA report says VS quality, which is very slightly included, that's still considered in the business eye clean if you were, uh, you know, looking at a diamond at a jewelry store. Um, But why sometimes is there a massive difference in price? Uh, I I showed by demonstration going to a, a, a white diamond wholesaler and a VS diamond, you know, with certain qualities, whatnot, ranged from $6,000 up to $15,000. What is that massive difference in price if the only difference on the GIA report is VS? Uh, It all says the same thing. They're all VS quality diamonds. When you get closer in in on the, the reports 
and you want to look at the type of inclusions that they are. Not only the type, but where are they? How many are there? In other words, yes, the diamond's a VS quality, but there is a, a multitude of different ways that you can grade a VS diamond, and they're not all equal. And when you look at the type of VS pinks that we have at Guildhall, and you try to find something comparable, you just can't find something comparable. Um, I remember last year we were at the JCK show trying to find uh, VS quality. We did find one, but there was a bubble right in the middle of the diamond, and it it was not pretty. And we simply cast that aside. That's something we're not interested in. So the type of quality that you get at Guildhall is part of a guarantee for your investment in the sense that you want to do everything possible to make sure that your investment is going to be successful. And we take that first big step for you at Guildhall. We source the finest quality natural fancy colored diamonds and we acquire them ourselves. We're not selling on behalf of someone else. There are diamonds. We put our skin in the game. We own them. There are investments. Pick the one that you like that fits your your budget, that fits your needs, the one that's you're most attracted to, and you will have something that we believe in. And like precious metals, folks, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's the exact way we feel about natural fancy colored diamonds. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. When we come back in a fourth segment, we'll talk about gas prices. I know that is something that interests all of you as listeners as you go about your daily drive. And we'll talk more about where gold and silver prices are going and the type of accounts that you can open at Guildhall. You are listening to The Real Money Show. We thank you for that with Guildhall Wealth Management. We'll be back in a moment on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The numbers to get going here in our fourth and final segment, one eight seven seven eight silver and that's number in the singular sense because I'm going to give you the websites, guildhallwealth.com. It's a tremendous website, folks. I highly recommend you go there. You can make a request for an investment package through the number or the website, but seeing is believing. And since we just left the topic of natural fancy colored diamonds, that is a great place to start, not only to see those beautiful investment quality natural fancy colored diamonds, but also to see the type of product that we offer in the form of gold and silver, from coins to bars, from combos to kilos. Folks, there's everything there for a buyer to meet every single type of budget and to get the ball rolling. Now, we haven't spent much time talking about our own home economy, Jeremy, but this week I am reminded of what occurred in the 1970s, the last time we had a massive bull market in gold and silver and gold rallied to $855 an ounce, folks, which if it did the same thing today, From according 35 to, to 850, 35 to 850, if it did the same thing today, based on the value of currency that was floating out there, Jim Sinclair says would take gold to $17,000 an ounce right now. We'll add that to our weekly newsletter. I highly recommend you get it because we don't have time to discuss the article today. But in the sense of what was happening back then, we often have talked about the fundamentals of gold and silver. One of those things is inflation. And the more money you print, the more inflation long-term you're going to have. Now, we were talking about inflation over its relationship to gold and silver and how in the 70s, gold took off, as you just said, Jeremy, 35 to $850 an ounce, silver, $1.50 
an ounce all the way to $52 an ounce. Millionaires were made in very short spans of time, folks. And this is exactly the setup that's occurring now. So when we point to inflation, we look to our own home country. I cannot help but come across the topic of gas prices. Gas prices are burning holes in our pockets, folks. They have been climbing sharply in recent weeks, and there is more to it than that. This has been the most expensive driving season we have witnessed since 2014. And believe it or not, folks, this inflation pressure in the form of higher gas prices goes hand-in-hand with food, goes hand-in-hand with clothing you wear, goes hand-in-hand with the house you live in, Everything is touched by gas prices. The average price of gas in Canada right now hit $1.33 per liter this past week, according to GasBuddy.com. That's up a full 22 cents per liter from last year at this time. And put that in context, that's just four cents cheaper than the record high of $1.37, an average per liter set in 2014. Now, if you're listening to this show out west, Vancouver is the worst. It's because of higher fuel taxes. The gas out there is hitting an average of $1.62 per liter. It's the highest per liter cost in all of North America. Vancouverites are now paying a third more than drivers in Honolulu and more than in the Cayman Islands, which has to import their fuel by barge. Drivers here pay more than any other major oil producing country except Norway, which also has very high fuel taxes. America's also feeling the pain. Their per gallon costs have risen on average almost 50 cents per gallon overall in one year's time. And if you look across at both Canada and the U.S., we're doing nothing to solve this, folks. We're not increasing refining capacity, which would allow us to get more raw product into the refineries and lessen the burden of gas costs. And we're driving far more because we're staying at home. We're not traveling as much. We're not spending that money. Now, as it relates to gold and silver, this is a specifically important point because inflation is at the very core of one of the four fundamentals that drives gold and silver higher. And when inflation sets in, that threat of those inflationary periods causes a storm of sorts to brew and in combination with all the other factors that we talk about from the US dollar, geopolitics like Russia buying and China buying regionally and supply and demand, it puts tremendous pressure. We want you to benefit from that pressure. Protect yourself. You're not getting higher wages. You're not getting more for your dollar in the banks. Why not take another route and consider the option of owning physical gold and silver? You know, for example, gold has averaged about 8% a year in Canadian dollars over the last 15 years. So if you're looking at the inflation rate being 2-3% a year, over the course of the last 15 years, you've more than covered your uh, your inflationary um, tax, if it were, on your on your income, on your spendable earnings. And that's the reason why I am such an advocate for gold long term. It's not a short term thing. It's not, oh, uh, government says inflation's up to 3%. I better buy gold and, you know, gold better get me my 3% back in, in six, six months. It doesn't work like that. The, what it, the way it does work is you can certainly acquire some gold on dips like we've seen recently. And that is a great place to begin your portfolio. But it's over time. And I tell this to all of my clients who come to Guildhall that over time, the price 
will fade into the background of what you paid. And over time, the amount that you have becomes the most important thing. Unlike a stock where it's so important scientifically to say, I bought at this price and I sold at this price because the government's going to tax me on my income, etc. Over time, gold becomes part of your net worth. I tell people it's the most liquid asset in the world. It trades six and a half days a week. You can buy and sell it anywhere. It's globally accepted. But here's the key. It's the last thing you'd probably sell. You put it in your safety deposit box. You know it's there. You know all you have to do is go to the safety deposit box, pull out that ounce of gold, and you can sell it in an instant. But it's probably the last thing you'd sell. Why? Because if you have to sell your gold, you have, you know you've hit rock bottom. You know that there's a major, major problem. Now, the other time that you're going to sell gold is because you acquired enough of it and the prices went through the roof and the values have gone back to normal, they're no longer undervalued, maybe they're overvalued for a change, and all of a sudden your purchasing power as a result of buying gold at a low price is massive. There is no reason that you should need 700 ounces of gold to buy a, 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 median, a median home in Toronto when 300 ounces is still too much. But let's go with 300. So we can see the same thing, Darren, with the oil prices. You know, we get inflation by governments printing money, and then we get inflation from energy prices going up. Well, there's not as much oil out there, so the cost of oil is higher, and the refining capacities are lower because they got all knocked out with Katrina. And so energy prices for, for fuel are rising, and that has a flow through to everything else. And as a result, prices are rising all over the place. How do you protect your wealth against rising prices, against the loss of purchasing power in your portfolio? And Darren, we were talking about this isn't a day-to-day -day thing. This is a year-to-year -year thing. It's how You were saying, Darren, about the effect, right? When will it affect you? 3% this year? 5% next year? What about another 5% next year? Well, what if real inflation is at 5 or 6% and 10 years goes by, you were making 100. Are you now making $160,000 a year? What are you doing to offset the fact that you've lost 60% of your purchasing power? Well, that's just it, Jeremy. And I mean, most people are convinced that the decisions they make relating to their money are the best ones for them. And quite often, we won't take the time out to think about alternative options. You're listening to this show, folks, because you're looking for those alternative options. You may already own gold and silver, but the fact is, if you can't hold it, you can't touch it, then our opinion is you don't own it. So if you're a paper investor, with all due respect to you, we're happy for you. We're hoping that you have a ton of prosperity long-term, but we believe in the physical, absolute hold in your hands, tangible, physical gold and silver. And to get an account open at Guildhall couldn't be easier. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Whether you want to take your product home, which is easy to do by shopping online through our website, or if you'd like to store the product, which is a smart thing to do to increase your liquidity, to be able to buy and sell on a phone call, or you like to put it into a registered account, which we'll talk a little bit about here now, uh, you can have that option through Guildhall. In addition to that, we do the allocated financing accounts. They start 
in as little as 10 ounces of gold or 500 ounces of silver. That means you can use somebody else's money to invest, folks. That's right. You can put down as little as 30% of your own money and borrow up to 70%. And as these markets move up, use your returns to move closer to owning that product outright. That's a beautiful way to use somebody else's money. Very smart. It's what billionaires do all over the world. But as it relates to those registered accounts, remember if you're putting money into a TFSA, you're putting money into an RSP on a yearly basis anyways, you could have physical gold or silver or a combination of both in those various accounts. Yeah, you know, Darren, I uh, you're just mentioning that and I'm thinking about a couple clients that I have. Uh, one in particular, literally just puts, he, he makes his contribution on a monthly basis and he acquires one ounce of gold you know, over time that does add up and you realize, wow, I've, I've really accumulated a lot. What makes our investments so unique is that there is no counterparty risk. When a client invests in physical product, that is what they're buying. They get an inventory report that shows that they own the physical product. That product is in a vault that they can go to the vault and personally view their product, audit their product, hold it in their hands. And we show people who come to the office all the time. Hey, here's an example of an audit that we did. You know, here's my client looking at the at the product. You know, we obscure the faces and whatnot, and you can't see the serial numbers, but you can see what the process looks like. And it's so true. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. If you've bought a certificate, great. I'm glad you're in the market. You've got some exposure, but hope that we don't get to a point where you need to take delivery and that's the day that you get the runaround. one silver guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. You have been listening and we are thankful you did to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.